It's another edition of the Deep Slant Podcast. I'm your host, D.P. Sidhu, from the Greenbrier in White Sulphur Springs, West Virginia. Uh, it's been a little over a week here in training camp, and uh, we've gone through pretty much the gamut of weather conditions. Super warm, pouring down rain, super warm again, nice, breezy, cloudy, uh, pretty much everything. So a few more days of practice. We're going to wrap it up and head to Kansas City. But uh, we've got the podcast coming to you from West Virginia as we get a player or sometimes a coach, as we do in today's episode, from after practice. And hopefully you enjoy this latest edition of the Deep Slant Podcast. We've got secondary coach Anthony Midget. We've got David Questenberry fighting for a spot on the roster. He's coming into this training camp healthy, not coming off any chemo or radiation. And he feels really good about himself. We caught up with him to see how much he feels like he did that first year when he first got into camp, uh, his rookie year. And then finally, training camp diaries, uh, everyone's favorite, Whitney Merciless. He gives us a look into week two and how things are changed up in training camp. Uh, one week in. So with that being said, let's get it kicked off with Coach Midget. We talked to him about the secondary and how things are going for them in camp so far. It's going good. Um, the guys are gelling. We're getting better each day and we got some good guys in the room. So it's fun to come out here every day and, and see them compete. You got a good group of guys you mentioned, but they've got a lot of personality as well. So uh, seeing them out on the field, Tyron, you got Aaron Colvin, you got Kareem, you've got J. Joe. Um, what have you been wanting to see out of them this camp? I just wanted to see the guys come out each day and get better and work and compete and do the things we're asking them to do. And they've been doing that ever since the day they got here, starting back going to the OTAs up until now. They've taken a business-like approach and working on the things we need to get better at. I wanted to ask you about slot corner because it seems like with the evolution of the passing game, that's a, become a really important position. What are some of the traits that you look for in a good slot corner? When you look at the guy, obviously he has to be able to play man-to-man. -man. They're going to put guys in there and they're going to be able to, if you can't play, you know, they're going to work the slot and it's basically a starter now you know that guy's playing over 70 percent of the game because most offense is not just truly running base defense anymore so that guy is basically you know has to have some versatility also to play on the outside as well it seems like your guys are getting a lot of challenges facing deandre hopkins will fuller mm -hmm. and even some of the tight ends yeah. uh, how much does that help them get better and, and what are some of the challenges they see in facing such a diverse group of receivers like that well it's good for us and i tell the guys every day to be able to go against you know hop who's arguably the best receiver in the um, NFL and then a guy like Will who you know with the speed factor he has so it's great for us to come out each day and compete and then our tight ends are big they're long they're physical and it's good work for our safeties to come out and compete versus those guys every day. You got guys like Justin Reed rookies how is it a challenge to get them to come out here and face guys like Hoppeth and still keep their confidence up? Well, I think those guys are competitors, and when they get a chance, you know, go against a guy like that, I think, you know, they accept the challenge, and that's, you know, that's why they're here. And they've been doing that, you know, each and every day, being out to go against the guys like Hot, Griff, you know, Fuller, Will, and those guys. So it's been good to see them come out here and to compete, and the day to, to the guys, the young guys got a chance to go against some of those older guys, and it was good to see them get those reps. You got some of your veteran guys making transitions. Tyron said he wanted to focus more on safety, mm -hmm. and then you got Kareem Jackson, who's trans transitioning to safety. He said it was pretty natural yeah. for him, but what are some of the challenges with those guys and how they have to now look at the field? Well, obviously with Kareem, you know, he's seeing the bigger picture being back, you know, the last line of defense, but from a physicality standpoint, you know, it takes a toll on your body throughout the year, you know, just being able to hold up at that position because it's more of a physical position than it was him playing on the outside. But he has some, you know, experience playing on the inside at um, the slot at the, at the nickel position in the past. I talked to Kevin Johnson, and it seems like the whole offseason we've talked about how much patience he's had, and he's having a really good camp. How much of your job is sort of the mental coach 
to oh. <laughs> make guys like have that split second to sort of pause before they react? Well, I think that's a big part of it because obviously with Kevin, you know, he's very talented and we know, you know, him and I sat down and had a plan about him being patient. And then when he's mentally, you know, locked in, he's really, really good. And that's the thing that we've been focusing on. When things don't go your way, let it go and move on to the next play. It's my job to help him do that when times get tough to just be able to continue to play the next day, next play and not let it affect the next play. All right, I wanted to ask you about your, your guys, see how well you know them. So Ooh. some fun questions. Um, all right, who would you most likely go to their house for dinner? Who's the best cook in your group? Best cook? Ooh, would well, J. Joe just eat burgers? So I was I like, went, not I, J. I, I, went, I wouldn't go to his house. You wouldn't get a salad there. No, I wouldn't. Jay. No. I don't think we have cooks, but I think my guy is not his, Dre Howell, and I think he has a pretty good chef. Oh, yeah, yeah. the Louisiana yeah, ties, so, right? Yeah, so, but I don't, I don't know if my guy's cooked. <laughs> <laughs> Might have to work on that. Yeah, huh? we do. All right, so who's uh, most likely to pursue a music career? Who's got the oh, most musical talent? That's Ty. Hands yeah, I heard he, he was in a rap yeah. battle the other day. Yeah, him, him and Tristan in my room are pretty good. That's right, both yeah. of them. Tristan's on iTunes. Oh, is he? He's got an album out? Do yeah. they give you a little I got rap a little battle sample. once a no, I got a little sample. They had one the other night. It was pretty good. All right. Who would you most likely take a road trip with? Who's a guy that you could just spend like 12, 15 hours with in probably, a car? Probably J. Joe. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. A lot of wisdom. Love the, so probably J. Joe. Good guy. Not too up and down nope. either, right? Nope. Not at all. All right. Who is the messiest? Ooh, Kevin Johnson, not even close. Oh, yeah. Actually, Kareem, Kareem pulled that out. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> I've seen his locker. It's pretty bad. Yeah, Kevin all Johnson. All right. Um, who's most likely to pursue a career in Hollywood or be on, like, NCIS crime, like a drama episode? Got any, mm. got any uh, actors in there? Nah. I would say Ty has the Hollywood look, <laughs> so I can see him doing it, but I don't know if it's going to be in criminal he's, he's he's probably gq type guy oh gq okay yeah, i can see that yeah. all right you got a lot of talkers on your team who's the best trash talker i think right now it'd probably be between ty and jay joe you know okay so i think those two guys would probably be the best trash talkers. the calm one of the calmest guys yeah but don't let the don't let it fool you on the jay joe is very competitive and ty i can tell right now he's gonna be a trash talker. all right two two trash talkers thank you so much anthony have right. a great camp thank you such a great group of guys in that DB room. So had to ask Anthony Midget about how well he knew some of his players. Probably could have played that game a lot longer, but Coach probably had other things to do. So anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll just have to have a part two. That's just how it's got to be. All right, next, let's catch up with David Quessenberry. I talked to Quess actually the day after that super, super rainy practice, and they were slipping and sliding on the field. And as soon as they got done with the slip and slide activities, they brought the players over for their media uh, interviews and things like that. So we caught up with David shortly after that. Here with David Questenberry after a very, very rainy practice, as you can see behind me. David, got a lot of good work in, especially for those rain games that may come in 2018, right? Yeah, we did. I mean, at the start of practice, it wasn't really raining too bad. I was like, oh, this, this isn't bad. And then by the end of practice, I mean, we got a whole downpour. Guys are sliding around in the grass. It's it's pretty wild. Yeah, there was a little slip inside competition going on at the end. Did you partake in any of that? Yeah, I think it started with the rookies, and then uh, everybody saw how much fun they were having, so everybody jumped in. It was, it was pretty awesome. Yeah, Chantrell Henderson, he got quite he a bit of distance. Yeah, he got some good distance on that one. He, he Major style points, for sure. Major style points. How about for yourself? Uh, what has this camp been like for you? How close do you feel to yourself in 2013? I was here when you were in 2013. Yeah, yeah. Do you feel about the same as you were back then? I do. I feel good. I feel like I'm, I'm getting stronger. I feel like last year, uh, um, you know, there was a lot of rust and aches and pains and, you know, kind of getting over that hurdle. And this year I just feel like 
every day I'm, I'm getting stronger, I'm coming out here, I'm enjoying it, um, my body feels great, so it, it's exciting for me and motivating. How about the opportunities you have to be sort of the swing guard out here? You know, what are you making of those opportunities? I know you don't get a lot of time to get live action in camp, but you know, how much are you working on all that? That's 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 the goal, you know. That that's that's it. Wherever I can help this team, that's that, that's what I want to do. If, if swing guards a spot, then 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 that then I'm that guy. You played a little bit of tackle too, because when you got here in 2013, you were yeah, sort of yeah, slotted yeah. for both. So how much of a transition is it for you to be able, or do you still have to be able to play both? Yeah, um, I think that's kind of kind of my thing. I really like to be able to play all all five, and uh, you know, I've, I've had some reps out here at tackle. They've gone pretty well. You know, I'm feeling really comfortable at guard. Wherever, wherever they need me, I'll, I'll step in and, and play ball. You've got a lot of new faces in the O-line room. How's that going? I know you go, you guys are working on the chemistry out there, right? We, we are, but but it's it's going really well. We have we have a really good group. Everybody's kind of come along. Everybody's um, been in here. You know, Chantrell, Cineo, um, uh, um, Zach. It, it, the, the, the new faces have come in and really, um, you know, been a, been a nice addition to the room. Coach Devlin said in the offseason he had all you guys over for like a barbecue or something to sort of build camaraderie. I don't know, how do you feed a bunch of O-linemen? Like, what did he make? How much food was there? Just ribs and beef and, 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 and whatever whatever else you could find, burgers. It was good. It was good. He, he actually uh, he actually did a nice job on the ribs. Yeah, I don't want to see his grocery bill afterwards. Who's, who's the biggest eater out of the, boot, out of the bunch? Uh, this guy over here, probably Sean Trail. Oh, okay. He can put, put down some ribs. <laughs> I could have guessed, Chantra. How about for yourself? You had a pretty exciting offseason. You got engaged yourself. I did get engaged. I got engaged. Um, we did it in Rome. Uh, we're going to get married next April. So uh, a lot of big things happened for me, a lot of exciting things. And, uh, uh, you know, I can't wait. All right. Very excited for you, David. Have a great camp. Thank excited to see what happens in 2018. Me too. It's going to be good. Great to see David Questenberry out there every single day healthy. And the story is just him getting better every day in camp. It's not overcoming non-Hodgkin lymphoma. It's not uh, going through radiation or chemo treatments. It's just him being a normal player in camp and loves seeing that. And I know he said he feels as good as he did in 2013. I think he might even be better just because he's got this understanding of the offense that he didn't have his rookie year. So now, being this many years in the system, this will be his sixth season with the team, although it doesn't really count as far as his experience because he's not had that many um, – starts uh active starts and not been on the active roster that long but i think he's his understanding of of the offense has come just a, a long long way so he's definitely got a comfort level and at least now he's feeling good physically too so great to hear from david Questenberry, uh as always and then finally let's get to our last interview of this podcast it's whitney merciless as you know we're following a couple guys in training camp whitney is one of them and then on the offensive side of the ball sammy Coates. and so we catch up with them once a week to see how training camp's going for them and so now it's week two and the routine's settled in a little bit so we caught up with whitney to see how training camp's going for him sort of in this midway mark in West Virginia. Take a listen. All right, but tell me about that first hit. The first time you got on the field, you put on the pads, first hit you made, like, what was going through your mind? Oh. Do you remember it? That seems like several days ago now. Yeah. I actually don't remember it. <laughs> but uh, it was it good. Was, it, was it was probably a lineman. It was probably an offensive lineman. It was probably uh, really good. Yeah. Uh, got that first hit. It's like you always need that first hit just to get into the rhythm things, and uh, that's what I need. So once it happens, I'm like, all right, good to go. Let's go hit it somebody else. So now it's week two. You had the off day. Mm -hmm. And I heard you telling the media the other day, you didn't really do anything in particular. just sort of chilled and hung out. Yeah, that's it. Uh, what would you really do? Come on. Watch Netflix. What would you watch? 
Oh gosh. Um, hmm. I just watch stupid stuff on there. Actually, um, just documentaries and stuff like that. I forget the names of the documentaries. That's not stupid. That's yeah. that's very educational. Honestly. Yeah. True. True. Did you play any? I, I was talking to Kevin Johnson. And he said that there's some pranksters in the DB group. I feel like with the linebackers, that might be you. You might be a prankster. Am I? Am I? Not, am I off on that? No, I'm not <laughs> no, a prankster not you, at all. Right? No, that's not me. That's actually BMAC. BMAC is the prankster. Oh, right. big time. Oh, yeah, all okay, day. So, so in training camp, I know things get kind of stale, get kind of boring. Mm -hmm. So do you guys keep it fresh by sort of playing jokes on each other, doing anything like that? I always see you jumping in on other people's interviews. Yeah, yeah, just playing jokes on each other. Um, you know, uh, what else do we do? We have, like, the rookies get up, tell a joke or something like that, just to break up the monotony of camp. And then also, I think a couple of days ago, we had, like, a rap battle or something like that. Oh, I need to know about this. Yeah. All right, who was in the rap battle? Ooh, let's see, Bellamy, Tristan, and uh, gosh, who else, who else? Oh, Duke and uh, Tyron. Tyron, yeah, Duke we had Duke Edgefor or? Duke Edgefor, okay. yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then yeah. Tyron Matthew. Tyron Matthew rapped. Yeah, oh yeah, it was pretty okay. good, it was pretty good. So how did th those guys are just like the rappers on the team, how did you guys pick them? Being the right Man, a couple guys just hopped up there. We wanted the rookies to go, but some of the rookies, they just failed miserably. And so, you know, we had to have a couple of seasoned veterans get up there and really teach them how it was done. All right, so that was the rookie talent show that you're talking about? No, that's not. It hasn't happened yet, okay. but uh, it's coming. It's that coming. Was, okay, so that was just a rookie thing, and mm. then you guys wanted to show them what talent was? Yeah. You didn't join in on this? Nah, not even. I ain't got no flow. Hey, what's up, buddy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, Zach, no, no flow either for Zach Cunningham. No, there's no flow for that guy, not at all. I will say he's like Gumby. He's got flow on the field. I'll say that. Yeah. That's all that matters. That's uh, all that matters. All right. So week two of camp. I mean, how do you keep it? Fr you look like you're always having fun. You're dancing out on the field. Yeah. Is this the part of camp where it starts to get a little bit monotonous and boring? Because you guys are seeing the same guys every day. Yeah, no doubt. Um, that's it. That's one of the problems about camp. You know, you hit the same guys every day. Everybody knows your moves. Everybody knows exactly what you're going to do. But you know, you got to find a way to keep it fun in the meeting rooms like I said getting rookies to tell jokes do stupid things and then just coming out on the field every day and just like understand you got to do it anyways so might as well have fun while you're doing it that's why you see me out here always dancing all the time you are, you are always having fun that's your seventh camp yep. so is there anything that you anything that you do exactly the same every single year like camp traditions that you feel like I got to do this every single year in camp this is this is what I do in camps my camp tradition Oh, gosh, that's a good question because I never really paid attention to that at all. Um, we should come up with one for you. Yeah. I'd, what do you think? I think when you come out here, you should do sort of the same thing every single day. Oh, I used to actually last year, every single day I would come out here. And we'll know that, oh, that's what needs camp. Because we, we got to be able yeah. to see it. Oh, yeah, I know, I know. So what did you used to do a few years ago? Uh, I was just uh, walk out that door right over there um, from the train room and just come out. Oh, it's a beautiful day today for some football, <laughs> baby. How y'all feeling today? Uh, yeah, just do something. To good. anybody in particular? Or just no, no, just to everybody, everybody, whoever wants like, to listen. we got to bring something like that back. you yeah. got to come out and just welcome everybody to camp. Oh, yeah, most definitely. I'll do that. All right. Yeah. Come out to camp, welcome everybody, and Whitney is always a lot of fun talking to you. Yeah, same here. All right, we'll catch up with you next week, week three for Training Camp Diaries. How's all that right, sound? I, you know what? I'm going to keep my helmet on the entire time and just go Ricky Williams style all day. You should do that. You should do that. Yeah. I love it. Thanks so much, Whitney. Uh, no problem. Always fun to catch up with Whitney, and I'm going to catch up with him again after that rookie talent show because I really want to know 
what happened in that. We are not allowed to take cameras inside that, and I'm always fascinated to see uh, what comes out of it. I know on Hard Knocks, we got to see a little bit of it, so definitely want to see more of that or hear about it at least from Whitney. Hopefully we can get some info out of him maybe one more time before we head to Kansas City on Wednesday, Thursday, obviously August 9th, first preseason game of the season. We'll have Texans Unlimited presented by Verizon. That's our pregame show. It'll be on Facebook and on all of our social platforms, and you can Post your questions. John Harris and I will try to get to them. And we'll give you a live look at the field, players warming up before practice. So really take you to the field uh, preseason because we get, we get great access on the field and we'd like to be able to, to show you that. So that's coming up in just a few days. Hopefully you can watch us for that, submit your questions. And uh, until then, uh, keep watching, keep reading all of our stuff on HoustonTexans.com. All these interviews are available in video format as well. And uh, we've got them coming every single day. Texans training camp rolls on in West Virginia. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, TuneIn, or Stitcher. Leave a review if you can. Thanks so much for listening, and go Texans.